Okay, so today we're reading from the Monster Stories book. We're in the Scales and Tales section. We are reading the sixth book, sixth story in the book. And it is a story we've read before, but I think this might be a different version of the story. So let's see what this one has to say for itself. It's called St. George and the Dragon. And this particular telling is by Flora Annie Steele. And she is a famous author who has written a lot of books for children. And I think it's time for us to find out what her book is all about. And it's read today by Mommy and Philip. And Philip. Are you ready? What is that? Um, well, when we, ha- when we get the book, sometimes we flip through the pages and look and see what the previous stories were. And do you remember how yesterday we read the story of Fafnir the dragon? That's him and Siegfried. Norse mythology. And so now we're going into English mythology. Ready? Okay. Okay. Here we go. St. George, the bold knight, rode on his horse Bayard, seeking to do good and fight evil. This is the story of an adventure he had in the land of Egypt. It began when, on his travels, St. George came to a chapel where he begged to stay for the night. Do you know what a chapel is? No. A chapel is kind of like a church or there's lots of different names for it. It's a place where religious people will meet together, right? Like a synagogue or a mosque or a temple or there's lots of other different words to describe what what it is but it's where people would meet to pray okay where he begged to stay for the night the moss the monks who lived there said sir knight of merry england for i see england's cross on your shield you have come at an evil time We have a terrible dragon that rages up and down the country by day and by night. If he is not given an innocent maiden to devour each day, he sends a deadly plague among the people. This has not stopped for twenty and four years. There is only one maiden left, the beautiful Sabia, daughter of the king. Tomorrow she will die, unless some brave knight will slay the monster. To anyone who can perform this deed, the king offers his crown and the hand of his daughter in marriage. Whoa. These poor girls are getting eaten alive by dragons? That seems like a real problem, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how he destroys that dragon. Well, I think he would... And all of the princesses collapse. I think if he destroyed the dragon, then the princess would not be eaten. And she would be happy, I think. And will all of the other princesses fall out? Of his tummy? I don't think so. Why? Well, because once you've been eaten, you've been eaten. Of course, this is a fairy tale, so who knows? Maybe. Let's keep reading. I don't care about crowns, said St. George boldly, but 
the beautiful maiden shall not die. I will slay the monster. So rising at dawn, he buckled on, or rising at the dawn of the day, he buckled on his armor, laced his helmet, and with his sword Escalon on his hand, he mounted Bayard, which we remember is his horse's name, and rode into the valley of the dragon. dragon. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah, in the picture we can see St. George and we can see his dragon. And did you notice that Escalon is the name of his sword? Here is another hero who has a sword who he has that he named. Brilliant. Okay. Now, on the way, he met a procession of old women weeping and wailing, and in the middle was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. Now, do you know what a procession is? It is a, a group of people that move in a line, kind of like a parade almost. A procession is a, a, kind of an organized way of getting from one place to another place. Okay, so St. George got off his horse and bowed low before the lady, telling her to return to her father's palace since he was about to kill the dreaded dragon. The beautiful Sabia thanked him with smiles and tears and he rode on to his adventure. Now, no sooner did the dragon catch sight of the brave knight than its leathery throat sent out a sound more horrible than thunder, and coming out from its hideous den, it spread its burning wings and prepared to attack. Its size... I mean, what is those? Well, let's... Yeah, in the picture, it, it's kind of hard to tell, but I think those are his claws. And I think his wings are kind of, like, stretched out behind him, and it looks like maybe he's his wings are kind of on fire. It's like a fiery what dragon. What those? Well, that could be the underside of his body. In the picture, it's kind of... I'll post the picture on my Instagram. It's kind of I hard to see. I see orange there. Yeah, I see orange there, too. Maybe those are all of the princesses. Oh, goodness. He's eaten? You think so? Well, you know what? I don't know about that. But I do know that he looks very, very angry. And so let's see what happens. Its size and appearance might well have made the bravest man tremble. It was a full 40 feet from, so from shoulder to tail. Its body was covered with green scales. Its belly was as gold. And through its flaming wings, the blood ran thick and red. Its attack was so fierce, the knight was nearly knocked to the ground. But recovering himself, St. George gave the dragon a thrust with his spear. The furious monster then struck him so violently with its tail that horse and rider were thrown over. Okay, so it sounds like the stuff that's underneath him there is his belly, and it's kind of goldish colored. That's what that is. Okay. Now, by great good chance, St. George was flung under the shade of a flowering orange tree whose scent had such power that no poisonous beast came, dared to come within its branches. So lying under the tree, he had time to recover. 
Our orange trees have a big, strong smell too, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he had got his strength back, he rose and struck the burning dragon on its belly with his trusty sword, Escalon, and there spouted out poison of such strength that it ate away the armor of the bold knight, which dropped off of him. It might have gone very badly with St. George of Merry England if it wasn't for the orange tree, which once again gave him shelter under its branches. Then, with a bold heart, he came forward again and struck the fiery dragon under one of its flaming wings so that the weapon pierced its heart. All the grass around turned crimson with the blood that flowed from the dying And what does that mean? Well, it sounds like this battle was a pretty intense battle. You know how sometimes if you get a really good cut or scratch on your skin and you bleed a lot and you have to like clean it all off and put a band-aid over it? It sounds like Sir George has um, injured this dragon so badly that there's just blood coming out from him all over the place and there is no band-aid big enough to fix him. But I think we're supposed to think that that's a good thing because this dragon was eating people. And, well, nobody wants to be eaten, so it's best to stop that dragon from eating the people. And if it can't be relocated, then you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, so... So St. George of England cut off the dreadful head, and hanging it on the shaft of his spear that had broken, he mounted his steed Bayard and rode to the palace of the king. Okay, so he has officially killed the dragon and slain the beast, which is for the best, because it was eating people. Now the king's name was Plotomy, and when he saw that the dreaded dragon was indeed killed, he gave orders for the city to be decorated which is exactly what I would do he sent a golden chariot with wheels of ebony and cushions of silk to bring St. George to the palace the king also commanded a hundred noblemen dressed in crimson velvet and mounted on milk white horses to escort him there while musicians walked in front of him filling the air with sweetest sounds The beautiful Sabia herself washed and bandaged the weary knight's wounds. Then, after he had been magnificently feasted, he lay down to rest while the beautiful Sabia from her balcony lulled him to sleep with her golden lute. Do you know what a lute is? Mm -mm. It's a musical instrument. So Sabia is a skilled musician if she can play it from her balcony and be heard and she can sing to him. That's very nice. I would say he was treated pretty well after having that awful experience of having to fight that dragon. But you know what? We don't fight dragons like that anymore these days. Not real dragons, but sometimes you have to have pretend dragons that you fight. And sometimes you have problems that are so big they feel like they're dragons. And it's nice to know that when you're all done with it, somebody will celebrate you and say good job. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's the end of that story. Would you like to say the end? Mm 